It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you. Seven minutes after the hour, it's not Walter, it's Ashley Frasca filling in. Walter is away this weekend, but we're going to have some fun anyways. We've got some beautiful weather to deal with. It's our favorite time of year. I'm in studio today with Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery and Joe Lample, Joe Gardner, has a whole franchise, (laughs) some things to be discussed later in the show. So great to have you guys. And I think we agreed before we came in the studio what a good time for Walter to go away because there's so <laughs> much perfect. to do and it's our favorite time. Yeah, of let's year. just send him away every year. Then yeah, I'll pay for it. Yeah, that let's sounds get him good. Out of here. That sounds good. All, all included vacation from Walter in the fall. But uh, so tell us, tell the listeners kind of what you're most excited about this time of year. Well, the stores are gorgeous. It's so pretty. We've got in the pansies, we've got every pansy imaginable. Hmm. Um, I planted eight flats at my house the other day. And the mums are beautiful, and pumpkins like you have mm. never seen before. So it's just a pretty time of year. It mm-hmm. just makes me happy just to go in. Oh, yeah. And, Joe, some of the things that you're doing with the television show and gardening, I'm sure, just... Yeah, we, we just wrapped up our seventh season, and we've kind of wrapped up our eighth season at the same time. So it was an extra busy year, but then when I come home, I'm out in the garden, of course. And what I'm excited about right now... As we just, uh, I pulled out my all my summer stuff, yeah, what was too. left of it, including my last Mohican tomato. Hey, it was full of fruit. That's why I left it in the ground, but it was the one out of 32 that I left around. Planted all my fall stuff and finally pulled, harvested, you know, 20 tomatoes off of it and then pulled it out. And now I got my fall crops in the ground and they're looking yeah, great. Too. Yeah. Did you do, what did you, did you have any green tomatoes on there when you... No, I, I did. I had a couple green tomatoes, but for the most part, this was um, Lillian's yellow, and it was okay. a late. It was late to start. Uh, it's fruiting, and it was. In, it kind of all came on towards the end of the season, but I, I and I had a few greens left over and a couple bloom blossoms, but not enough to leave it in the ground. Well, somebody told me. Um, that if I would take all the green tomatoes, and I had one that was just full. I mean, I had like 40 tomatoes on it, but I had to get it up because I wanted to get my fall crop in, too. And so I took them, and they told me to wrap them in newspaper, put them in a paper bag, and put them in a cool spot. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and that was about three weeks ago. Those tomatoes, I mean, they're not quite as good as right off the vine, but they are good. They're much right. better than grocery store tomatoes. Do they turn in the back they turn, or they stay they green? Turn, yeah. No, they turn. And they're usually, they, they don't taste good, but these actually tasted good. They tasted much better than grocery store tomatoes anyway. So I was pleased that I didn't have to throw them away. Well, you know the story on grocery store tomatoes. There's a book called Tomato oh, Land. Did yeah. we talk about that? And uh the quality control specs in the commercial tomato industry is for uniformity of size yes. and shipability, but there's nothing on the list of criteria that deals taste. with flavor. No, oh. they're just green tomatoes. Yeah. They're, they're green tomatoes that they've t- forced to be red. That's all they are, uh-huh. really. Wow. Gassed them. Interesting. Huh. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> but mine were better than that, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Anything's better than that. Yeah, yeah, right. I think so. I well, so a busy time of year. And, of course, we always want to hear from you, the listener, with the questions or the things you're facing. And, you know, it did. It just felt like we were never going to get out of that summer heat. And then just slowly we've made this transition into fall. I could really start feeling it about oh, a week and a it. half, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We know you want to get out in the yard. You've got a lot of things on the honey-do list. So call us. We're going to help you out. 404-872-0750 is the number to join Lawn and Garden. This is Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. We will waste no time and jump right out to the phones. And we say good morning to our friend Nicole. Good morning. Ashley. How are you? Fine, fine. Hello, both of you. Hey, hey Nicole. Nicole. So you're excited about this time of year, too, I know. I am, but boy, it's like a rock out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you plant all this stuff? You have to water everything, mister. Uh, well, I I did water. I did water, I have to say. But I haven't watered every day. I watered every other day for the pansies. And then I'll go to every third day now mm-hmm. that it's cooling off a little oh, bit. The pans- and my soil is like real that. good, so I can, mm-hmm. it, was easy to, it was easy to plant it. The pansy is not going to like that, isn't it? The well, they're soil? looking at, no, my soil is good. good. My soil is, you can dig with your hands. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, Gosh. it is. I, that's a lot of work. Over a lot of years, uh-huh. but it, it looks it's good. They're happy. Do you know what uh, swamp sunflower is? Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Ours got beautiful. This year, stock. I mean, just small flower. And I said, even then, they're not coming up. Imagine really? That. We had some that were like eight feet tall. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah, same here every year. I mean, you just got to, it's like a weed, because if you yeah. have a place when it's, like swampy a little bit that's what they like but mine just turned well but anyway uh how many kind of nandina do we have mm. Ooh, too many <laughs> are you a nandina pro or con joe you know, I like the look of it, and I just be, I, I became a, I have a personal bias against it just because I had a bad experience in a landscape in North Carolina trying to get them out of an area I was using to put a vegetable okay. garden in, and the Nandina were only about three feet tall, but I couldn't, I had to, I finally had to get my truck to pull them oh, out. So that's my bias. I think they're very pretty. See, I love Nandina. I do. I do, but and you know, people are always afraid that they're going to be invasive. That's the big oh. deal is that they're invasive. And whenever I do a thing for master gar- gardeners, I always have to be real careful when I say Nandina because they say, oh, invasive species. But um, there's some now that are sterile that don't yes. have berries, and so they're not invasive. So, But well, I, I, I love all of them. Mickey, that's why I was asking you how many kind, because the, the kind that I have, they don't, they don't spread. Boy. Right. right, right. And I have, I see some, they're in between two concrete slabs, and they come up. And the Christmas time, they're bright red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one called you, firepower. Yeah. The more you mistreat them, the better they are. <laughs> yeah. I How love true is that? I love the story mm. of the Nandinas, though. Um, there was a virus in the Nandinas, the ones with the, the berries. There was a virus that occurred. And um, the guy that had them said, well, I, he just walked away from them. He didn't kill them out or anything. He left them. It turned out it rendered them sterile. They don't have any berries on them, but it affected the leaves. The leaves are, if you look at the firepower and um, blush and all those, they're kind of crinkly. But, and they look a little virus to me, but they're bright, bright colors. Mm-hmm. They're much, much prettier. Well, I love the so. structure, too. I love, the, you know, I the choice it. of varieties, and you have that taller. Love them. 
You can put it in the back of a border, and it really stands out. Visually, yeah. there's always oh, yeah. something to look at. I've got one. I've got one with red berries in front of a Carl Bark maple. And mm. In the wintertime, those red berries oh, and that Carl Bark, so pretty. Wow, love Mickey. Love That's it. a way to feed the bird, too, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> well, Nicole, what else are you dealing with outside today? Well, today I'm going to work. Oh, but no. my worst thing, I plant some seed, okay, from stuff on seed. They come up, but never like if we had a good rain because the soil is really warm. And I was expecting yeah. to get parsley and all this winter thing, you know. Uh, but it's not coming up. <laughs> it is not coming up. Good grief. Now, how long will it be, Joe and Mickey, before soil temperatures really start to cool off? You can check it out on, on on the UGA website. It's got a website that'll tell you when the soil temperatures go down. But parsley has to go to the devil ten times before it comes up. That's what my daddy said. So when you Why plant this, that? that's what because it takes it so long to come up. Anyway, it oh, takes it longer, and that's what I used to say. Yeah. But um, you bring parsley inside your kitchen, and the whole kitchen's. Oh, I know. Yeah. I love it. Now, are you doing a raised bed of some kind with some herbs and things, Nicole? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I did one. Then I'm just going to wait for the other one. But I have to rethink my own my old landscape because the soil compaction, that's the worst thing. Yeah. We don't deal with that in Canada because we're in the valley. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. soil is always, you know, that's why you sit at night and stuff grow, you know. <laughs> but here, the clay, it's what the worst. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dealt with the same thing. Putting in my pansies just a few days ago, the soil was so hard. I knew to go out there and water the day before just to kind of loosen it up. And, of course, I did a lot of soil conditioner and additives. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with Nicole. I do not have good soil. Have you all ever tried a broad fork? So um, a broad fork is just a, a wide tool that you basically use your foot as leverage to step on it and push these long steel tines into the ground. And they're, the tines are probably eight inches long. And then you've got two long handles coming up. So the right hand goes on one side, the left hand goes on the other. But you use the leverage of the handles in your foot to drive it in. But you're basically working that hard-packed soil to open up airspace and physical space and then you want to come in on top of that and amend it with good organic matter compost and you do that a few times and you can dramatically improve that root zone area a broad fork yeah a okay. broad fork it's it's a tool that you don't see commonly sold in a in many places so yeah you have to kind of order it like Johnny's and some places like that basically is where broad you get fork. it but a broad fork it's old time farmer's tool, honestly, okay. but it's it's um, the people that really work on that, uh, improving their soil. That's their tool of choice when they're not mm. using any mechanic. Uh, oh yeah, it needs to be done every two years for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's certainly more to talk about this time of year. We'll talk later in the show. Things to prepare the soil right. for the things you're going to want to be doing this time of year. Well, Nicole, always a pleasure. Thank you for calling in. Enjoy your day. Have a great you day. Too. Don't work too Bye. hard. Bye, Nicole. Bye. Bye. All right, 618 here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We'll step out for a check of news, weather, and traffic, and we'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, truck knowledge weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 
Now, a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. No hurricane-related issues we're dealing with in Atlanta, but expect a mix of sun and clouds throughout the day. Occasional wind gusts and afternoon highs in the low 80s. Overnight, skies are clear, lows in the mid-50s. That's good because I'm going camping tonight. Oh, all right. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Stay tuned. Go. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes. And don't forget the dogs on WSB tomorrow. The pregame coverage begins 1030 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And for in-depth news coverage, pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution for the big money savings coupons. So that is a programming note for this afternoon, as many of you have heard, due to Hurricane Matthew. They decided to uh, delay the, the dogs versus the Gamecocks till tomorrow. So today's programming on WSB, pretty typical. We're here with you until 9 o'clock on the Lawn and Garden Show, followed by Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It Show, 9 to noon. Belinda Skelton on from 1 to 3 in Atlanta Living, and then we'll have Eric Von Hessler with the Von Hessler Experience from 3 to 5. All right here on News 95.5 and AM 7 WSB. If you've tuned in for Walter Reeves, you are in the right place. Ashley Frasca sitting in with Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample while Walter's away. We want to hear from you. You've got plenty of time. Give us a call. 404-872-0750. And as we open the show, talking about so much to be doing this time of year, I have the list. It grows longer and longer <laughs> for my husband of things to do outside. What better time than to do it this weekend? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and later on in the show, we'll tell you what you need to be doing with your lawn right now. This is a yeah. very active time of year for folks who are really wanting to get that lawn looking good. Things you could be planting, all the color, all the additives you could be doing to your yard. Lots yes. going on. Yes, yes, yes. So please stay tuned. Lawn and Garden here with you until 9 o'clock. We're taking your calls. 404-872-0750. And stay tuned. Lewis and Jefferson, a question about cross-pollination. We can cover that. And Mary in Lawrenceville, she's calling about salvia. Stay tuned. I'm Ashley Frasca. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Walter Reeves with the Saturday morning off. I'm Ashley Frasca in the big chair hosting Lawn and Garden with Joe Lample, Mickey Gazaway. We're awaiting your calls as well. 404-872-0750. Mary has been patiently waiting, calling from Lawrenceville this morning. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, this morning. is the first time I've ever had the salvia, and I have the black and blue. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the leaves have turned black. And I did notice white flies on it the other day. Ooh. Would that have caused it? It Will the black wipe off? Or is it just... Usually if it's no. white fly, the black is sooty mold. No. And it comes... Not. But if it's just... it. But now it's I've already... Cu- I cut mine back the other day. I cut mine way back that the other day because they were part. ugly. They looked yeah. ugly. Yeah. And I love them. Yeah. Did you say you just bought these? No, I oh. planted them in the spring, uh-huh. and they did beautifully all summer, just beautiful. And uh, then all of a sudden, I noticed they started turning black. That the stems are green. Yeah. Are they in? Are they in really hot baking sun? Yes. 
They were. My, uh, are you getting enough water on them? Perhaps not. I yeah. thought they were drought tolerant, so I probably was negligent with that. I'm suspecting <laughs> potential scorch because uh, oh. without enough water in the soil at this time of year, uh, you're going to see some of that. And I can tell you that firsthand from my garden with my black and blue salvia with black leaves and yeah. scorch. Yeah, uh, well, that kind of makes me feel better. You, then they probably will come back. Mm-hmm. We'll cut them back if you need to, but the roots, they'll come back from the roots. Yeah, okay. that's what I yeah. do. I cut mine way back. I, I usually get rid of a little bit of mine every year because they get so big. I don't know if yours is, have really they increased did. in size. I did not expect that. Yeah, they've <laughs> taken over my whole bed, so I have to take about half of them out every fall. Oh I cut God. them back mm-hmm. uh, as soon as the hummingbirds, but mm-hmm. I've still got a few hummingbirds, and they're looking for them. They're mad oh. at me because I cut them back, <laughs> but I left How some. I cut them back about halfway, and then come fall, I mean, come wintertime, I'll cut them all the way back. Yeah. All right. Good. That's an easy fix. Not as bad as we thought, right, Mary? No. I'm I'm relieved. (laughs) And the stems, will they be hollow? Will I have to worry about water getting in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't give it much much never mind as a southerner would say and just do what you want to do and and know that uh worst case scenario you'll have a reflush in the next spring great good question thanks so much mary see that's where we thrive is folks being observant we can help them out with you really have to be active in your garden and be out there and keeping an eye on the changes and things i mean very astute that's how we learn that's my thing being proactive I, I, i mean how do you really learn in the garden if you're not out there paying attention to the changes right, right. trial and error too yeah. that's why i like hand watering because it me, makes me look at the plants me too i'm a huge fan of hand watering it's th- therapeutic to me but me it's uh, i'm looking it forces mm-hmm. you to spend time right, right. in that spot mm-hmm. good point mickey absolutely all right up next we go all the way to jefferson and say good morning to lewis hi hey good morning um i want to ask you about uh cross-pollination this is probably gonna be a crazy question but i want to try to cross pollinate a mesquite tree and an oak tree and how would i go about doing that and is it possible to do that i don't have any idea yeah. i don't know what the i don't know what the even the genus yeah, of I know. A, a mesquite um, is it's going to depend on that i don't know i don't i don't think you can i'm i'm just i have to research that but um i don't, I don't know Man. I would check with UGA and ask them if any re- research has been done on that and see if they could tell you because I've never seen a mesquite tree growing here anyway. So, Well, I got I got some. I was out in Texas last uh, week, and I got me some clippings, and I got some in some uh, growing pots. Well, I went by and got some root toner, and I put it in some growing pots, and I'm going to see if I can get them to take root. Uh-huh. But I didn't know this on a tree cross pollination idea. You know, if you could take, let's say, an oak and a hickory, or a hickory and an oak, or no. I, I just don't see it happening. Tree whatsoever. I don't either. I mean, it, it, if if it could happen, it would already happen in nature. I think you know because yeah. you have mesquite right. and oak growing out there together, and there's no offspring of those two. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen one grow. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Sorry. Maybe you can get those to root though. You might try one of those here. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lewis. Thanks for the call. Great question. Mesquite trees. I was just out in Texas myself last last week, and mesquite trees are just really, really? something to see. I mean, I'm it. so fond of the things that grow 
in a little bit drier climate. Yeah. You know, it's, it was funny to come home and see how just with me being gone one week in Texas, everything here had started to change so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that it's just so, so much further behind out that way. All right. Up next, Mary is calling from Douglasville. Hi, Mary. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Uh, my question is, I have three tomato plants that I planted did so well this year, and I would like to have it again next year. Do I dump out the dirt and and start again? Uh, what should I do in, in that next year? Do you feel that that dirt is pretty healthy? I mean, did you did you? I, it is pretty healthy, I think, because I, I sent away for it for transplant dirt, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. But I don't know what to do. Which I, I think uh, you're going to defeat the purpose, though, if you use the same soil. If you're going to, oh. are you going to seed? Or are you going to? Oh no, plants. And the plants, right? When you use the same thing, you build up. I think. I think, you, especially in a pot. Now, if you put it in the ground, it would be fine. But I think oh. using the same one in the pot, I just, I, I'm not good? an advocate of that. But oh. Joe, you may I, have. A well, I'm going to, I'm going to differ slightly okay. on that, and um. In my opinion, the soil is really there to anchor the roots. I mean, you can I mean, you can grow things successfully without soil as long as they're getting nutrients. So I think the key okay. with the soil that is in the pot is that it's still going to do its function of holding the roots in place, but you also need to have it there for the nutrients. Okay. So if you use the same soil, I do believe that you need to add uh, more nutrients, organic matter, some fertilizer, and whatnot. I think Mickey's point on the disease. Are you, uh, yeah, the because disease? I think you build up the yeah. pathogens in the soil if oh. you're growing the same thing. If you were growing something different next year, if you were growing squash okay, in that thing, right. you wouldn't have the same thing. Oh. So I don't know. I, it, I mean, it's it's a thought. Well, and it's particularly it's true with um, tomato plants because yeah. they are really susceptible to the soil pathogens. Um, if it were me, I would probably give it another year or two. Uh, with but add some more what organic matter. Uh, well, it depends. I mean, I mean, some Miracle Grow or some synthetic fertilizer, all-purpose, you know, fertilizer. If that's your thing, for me, I would be using some compost and some fish emulsion and some slow-release chicken manure, <laughs> <laughs> composted chicken manure, because I've tended uh, towards the organic side. But there are plenty of choices, and uh, you know, Espoma makes a, ho- a tomato tone fertilizer. I'm sure well, Pike has an, some branded. We have an EB stone right. that's all organic. That's a really good. So just mix it. I'll dump it all out and and put the fertilizer in. Uh, into a fertilizer. Well, and then mix it all back together. But mm-hmm. but also be careful not to mix too much. Do follow yeah. the instructions on the package because even uh, even an organic fertilizer can burn. Can burn and and a uh, little bit really goes a long way. Uh, so less okay. is more in this case. Don't overdo it. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Thank Good. you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm almost. Of the idea of recycling. I mean, I, I reuse the soil and things too, of course, add amendments to it. But I mean, almost like Mary said, mixing it together. You think of a chef in the kitchen mm. just, yeah. you know, really trying to mix the soil up because it just feels like it's you're freshening it up, really. Well, yeah. I use I, I use I always use the soil, but I use it in my garden rather than mm-hmm. enclosing it in a small area. That that's my thought. Well, you just add it to the yard and yeah, just, turn just it add it or even to the garden. But I wouldn't if I grew tomatoes in a pot. I would use it in the area of my vegetable garden that had squash or mm-hmm. cucumbers or something like that in there. But that's just yeah. Everybody, and that's what I think is so interesting about this is that everybody has their own ideas. And if it works for you, and we both go from um, experience, mm-hmm. and so everybody mm-hmm. has their own ideas. Absolutely. Mm. Interesting. I, right. I, 
Do okay. we have time? Yeah. I was just going to say, I you know grew 32 tomato plants this year in the same spot that I had grown them the previous year and the previous year and the previous year before that, which is really goes against conventional wisdom if mm-hmm. you're dealing if you're practicing crop rotation for the reasons Mickey said. Right. Um, and especially with tomatoes, they're more susceptible. Uh, you know, and I'd kind of dodged a bullet for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> are you going to wait and see when you start having problems? You're gonna I'm going to keep I'm, doing I, it. I've, you do I've it. already That's made it. the commitment. I'm okay. going to rotate. I'm going to rotate. Oh, you are going to yeah. Tomatoes are labor intensive enough. I don't really want to add to my work. Mm-hmm. And the same thing if you use peppers or eggplants, they get the same, same diseases, same family. So you want to. Trip it over to something else. Something to keep in mind, folks. All right, we have time. If you want to jump in, 404-872-0750. I think we have time to go up to Roswell and speak to Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. For many years, I've had beautiful pansies, but for the last two years, the rabbits come and eat them. Is there anything? Should you tear the rabbits? <sighs> there are some scent repellents mm-hmm. that you can use, but you have to continuously use them mm-hmm. with rabbits. Um, you can kind of train deer, but rabbits, deer are smart, rabbits are stupid. And um, they just, you can't train them. You have to continuously put this out there, or that's what I've found. In, now, what yeah. about some of the hot pepper things? Well, the, almost or, or that, or taste that repellents, work, yeah, same w- thing. Work with squirrels, too. And those are readily available, so I would. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, can I ask you one other question? Absolutely. About twenty years ago, I bought a beautiful tree, and I love it. It's called the black locust at Pikes, but I can't get it. I'd like to get a second one. They're very. They're called the the lazy lady is a nickname for them. The way the 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 branches. There's not many branches, but they're all. Um, twisted and, and mm-hmm. I just love that tree. Mm. Is, do they carry them anywhere? I have never a- seen one at Pikes in the last you know few years, so I don't know. Have you seen? One yeah, well, I see them in the wholesale yards um, where landscapers will buy them for a certain application. Uh, there's a place by me up on McFarland near Highway Nine. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would call around to some of these wholesale landscape supply. Nur- nurseries that you know cater to the bigger plant trees and they yeah. offer a, di- a more diverse uh, offering so give them a call i think you'll find it i've seen it well if i can get a black locust and i can get rid of the rabbits i'll be in good shape <laughs> yes right <laughs> does your black locust have um pods on it does it put babies yeah. off yeah i've got a regular black locust that i just i fight them all the time mm-hmm. but um and oh, I yeah. didn't know I if you and, 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 the, and then I have beautiful roses. Oh, wow. Take you. care of my roses. Everyone talks about the roses. But anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank Tim, you. Tim, I have a question for you. Where are you from? I love your accent. Me too. Well, I'm from Ireland. Oh, oh that's I why it. I like it. <laughs> I bet he's a good gardener. <laughs> but, but I've been over here since 1962. Wow. <laughs> well, don't lose oh, that accent. No, I love never. that. Well, yeah, good. I, I mean, you... I, you yes, are a beacon of a beacon of hope for folks today. If those, oh, that's a good perspective. If those are your only two issues you're dealing with, you're in good <laughs> yeah. shape. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Well, have a great morning, Tim. Thanks for the call. Bye. All right. We'll come back and speak to Kay and Chris, and we'll speak to you as well. If you have a question, something you've been pondering, grab another cup of coffee. Give us a call four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is Ashley Frasca, Joe Lample, and Mickey Gasaway sitting in for Walter Reeves. We'll be right back. This is Scott Slayton, the latest morning news, 
live at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, truck mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Time for a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. The basics for today, a mix of sun and clouds, no chance of rain clear in the overnight hours, highs in the low 80s and lows down in the low to mid 50s. Stay tuned, Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes. And don't miss the dogs. That's tomorrow on WSB, almost unprecedented, where the Georgia Bulldogs play on a Sunday due to Hurricane Matthew there, of course, affecting the coast in South Carolina. But pregame coverage tomorrow, 1030, right here on your home of the dogs. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And for in-depth news coverage, stay with us. And remember to pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution for the news and big money-saving in coupons. 68 degrees right now on Peachtree Street. And uh, Joe Lample, Mickey Gazaway, I think we have time for one more call before the top of the hour. I have. Is that right in Woodstock? You have. Good morning. Good morning. What can we do for your hibiscus? Yes, I do have three hibiscus. Uh, two of them are flowering and looks pretty healthy. The other one is even bigger, healthy, uh, you know, but it does not carry any uh, any buds or any flowers on it at all. Is it the same type? Is it the same variety as the other ones? Yes, it is. Have you fertilized them? Are they getting sun, first of all? They are getting sun, and uh, I was low on fertilization, and I did start, you know, putting some uh, miracle grow spikes. Fertilizer is really important. I would use the liquid. If I was going to use miracle Grow, I'd use it as a liquid. Hibiscus are in the same family as cotton and okra, and um, they're, they use up every, every bit of the fertilizer, everything and the nutrients in the soil. So if you quit fertilizing them, they'll quit blooming. So if I were you, I would give them, give them some miracle Grow and see if you can put I don't know if you'll have time now, but you may. So when is the first opportunity? Would it be in spring? Yeah. Is this, an out, is this a tropical hibiscus? or what? Do you know what variety it is? Uh, I, yes, they are tropical. Okay. But they are, you know, that I grow them in pots. Okay. They are, they are big and... Uh, I would wait... And, I kind of trim them. Little bit. I would probably wait till spring and then fertilize them. When I put them back outside in the spring, fertilize them then. Don't try to make them look good in the wintertime. If you do, they'll, they won't do as well. I would just wait and just, you, you could give them a little bitty shot of it now, but give them their main fertilizer when it works in the spring. Well, and this is the time of year Walter recommends maybe pruning woody plants like that back a little bit just to kind of reduce maybe the a little size. Bit. Just a bit, just, just to a prepare bit. to bring into the house. And that's something people need to be thinking about right, right. now, right? Absolutely. Starting to bring some of those plants inside. Good luck. Thank you so much for the call. We've just got a couple of seconds here. Join us next hour on Lawn and Garden, 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back. To get loose with the luminous moves.